Hey everyone. So today Sue and I are gonna talk about more of manifestation. This is part two. Enjoy. Wait. Everybody. Now we're recording. Hi everyone. So Sue and I are gonna talk about the more of manifesting, which is continuation from last week. And we go into more depth on, you know, sometimes I did get a comment from my TikTok audience and then, oh, you don't know that everything we get manifested. Like I always ask something and the stuff doesn't get manifested. So we can delve into that part of the questionnaire as well. So um, in general, our higher self is a manager. And if we who can kind of understand how all operation goes, let's say the higher self is more like a district manager or something like that. Instead of like, we only see our part of town and then we only have a narrow side of what's going on immediate part of our lives. So we can really see how energetically connected to, let's say other timeline and this timeline and all this, uh, big picture of what we are trying to accomplish and everything like as a soul and all as also starship or light worker so higher self can see in the big picture and sometimes that has a lot to do with manifestation so sue can you start sharing your point of view about this sure um i want to start with a quote that 50 cent said um on the graham norton show which it still sticks in my head today. And it's just, this, they were talking about uh, bringing abundance into your life or what are you asking for? I don't even know how they got on that topic. It's not usual, a, Nor a Graham Norton topic. But anyway, he said, sometimes God tells your ass no. And everybody just went into hysterics. Um, so what does that mean? Why does that stick out for me? And I'm going to say it's not, necessarily god that tells you no although we are all god force but as you said our higher self sees everything that we planned for ourselves in our lifetime what did we come here to learn and grow or remember about ourselves or to foster to develop more richly than we ever had before so our higher self is aware of what our plan is and sometimes we're asking uh, we're trying to manifest or we're asking for something that isn't going to complement that plan or in some way might even prevent us from achieving a certain growth that we're looking to achieve if we received it. Okay, so the higher self will say no, you know, or not yet. It's not time yet for that. Like, so we have this internal desire to have this, that, the other thing, maybe there's something we need to grow and discover about ourselves before that can come in for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because because that it's the journey to that point that's most important, not actually getting there, but it's our journey to it that our higher self wants us to experience fully. So, mm -hmm. you know, we could call that divine timing which I like to call divine timing because I recognize that I'm part of the divine. I was part of creating my own plan. So we can throw the word trust out there and say, 
I have to trust that if I've really put out everything that I need to put out in my desiring of this outcome, whatever it is. So, so abundance is a lot more than just money. I mean, it could be relationships, uh, uh, the, the great career, where you live, all these things. If it isn't quite here yet, I have to trust that because I've put all of my energy into believing in it and wanting it and desiring it, now I need to let go and believe that when the time is right, divine timing, I'm going to get there. It's, yeah. com it's coming. Mm -hmm. If we hold on to it too tightly and we sit there and go, well, gee, I did all these things that everybody said and I love myself and um, I feel really, really good about where I am. So why isn't the next thing coming in? And um, mm, why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? Maybe I'm not really a manifester. Okay, so that's actually preventing you from getting there. So the trust part comes in, this is what I suggest, is understand that if it isn't the proper timing for you right now to have this thing that you're trying to manifest, trust and understand that the universe heard you, your higher self knows it's coming. And it may come in a way that you didn't envision it. It may come in a, in a whole different package, but these things that we're wanting and that we're calling in for ourselves, there's steps to getting to certain places. Um, so for example, if I was born into, let's just say money, that's everybody's favorite form of abundance, right? I mean, my favorite form of abundance is love. Mm -hmm. Let's say money is it for you. Like you just want to be rich. You don't want to have to worry because it brings security, right? And it brings, it takes a lot of things off your mind. So there's nothing wrong with wanting money, but for me in my life, um, gobs of money were not intended for me um, in the beginning of my life because, and through most of my life thus far. And why is that? Because as a soul, one of my purposes here was to learn to love myself, to identify the fact that I don't fit into anybody's box and I don't have to, and that's okay, but I have to appreciate what I do bring and just being me, just being here, holding light um, for myself and for other people. It helps humanity. So does it matter that I don't have this stellar career? Does it matter that I don't live in a fancy house or drive a fancy car or have gods of money so I can just jet set wherever I want to go? No, for me, it doesn't. My answer is it doesn't matter at all because I'm like so very happy that um, as a child, I was in essence forced in some ways to not focus on that kind of thing. It wasn't available to me. I didn't get my focus taken away from what I really came here to do, which is build relationships, my relationship with myself, most and foremost, but the people around me and what is true love look like and um, learning to accept and respect the fact that my frequency doesn't feel good around other frequencies and I'm going to stick with the frequencies that feel good for me instead of trying to bend myself and change myself and mold myself into somebody else's ideal that's not the frequency I was running on 
Okay. I had to respect that and say, Oh, I want to be around people that expect, uh, respect me for who I am, that uh, celebrate who I am. And okay. So I'm getting really long winded with this, but I hope I'm presenting the point that our higher self knows why we came. There is a divine plan and therefore there is divine timing. So I just want to say to folks, if you've done all this, you know, you've really done this manifesting work and you've attended all these workshops and things of that nature, and it still isn't coming, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It, it might mean, A, it's not the right time. And then the next topic that you and I want to cover, and I'm going to let Erica cover this, is recognizing our unlimited value. If we're not recognizing our unlimited value, that could also stop the process of, because if you're not telling the universe how amazing you are and that you deserve to have all the bounty in life, how's the universe going to give it to you? Okay. Take it away, Erica. Yeah. So see, we, we, as a human, we try to look for external validation by other people approving us. So having certain amount of money or having certain type of status in the society or how popular you are among opposite sex or whatever, right? What kind of neighborhood you live in, that kind of thing, what kind of car you're driving, that's all external validation. And why do we want this? Because we need proof that we are valuable. And we measure by those external things. So there is some tangible evidence to show how valuable we are. That's what our mind thinks. But when we started to accept who we are, not because we have money, it's nice we have more, but that's not where our value comes as a soul. Because in especially in a physical world or a high vibrational society of other galaxy, how much money you have doesn't mean anything because all this financial stuff is for the level of society, which is not that high consciousness, right? So when you go into more high consciousness evolution as a soul, how much you have awareness of who you are and what can you contribute to others from what you have, not materially, but as a soul, what can you contribute? Your light, your knowledge, your wisdom, that's the value. So in order for us to finding that part, having all this wealth doesn't really you know, help for regular people to find your value because when you have plenty of money and then people come to you all over the places and you have plenty of friends and you started to wonder, is this person really like me because of where I come from? Or is this person really like me because who I am? Uh, I did hear that comment from some of the people I know who are, you know, having a very comfortable, fortunate background. And then that kind of questionnaire is very um, normal, you know? 
you do start wondering like, okay, all these people suddenly gathering around me because what, suddenly I'm successful now before they didn't give a shit about me, you know? <laughs> all sudden wanna know how I'm doing, <laughs> you know? So um, all these external thing, like Sue said, will come later on once we started building our internal structure and we started to value ourselves as a soul, regardless of what we have or how we look or what kind of position of the society we have. And so just because I'm talking like this, it doesn't mean I don't value the wealth or uh, power because sometimes when you are having certain wealth and the power, you can influence a lot within the society. So it's a very handy tool, but that will come later. So you know how to use those tools instead of tool is using you. So that's what I can share about that so far. Yeah, and, and just in addition to that, I was uh, telling you earlier and I'll share with everybody, I was listening to Matt Kahn, um, who, uh, it is all for love tour. So it was in 2018 and I happened to have it saved on my computer. Um, so yesterday I was working my other job and I was listening in the background and I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm so glad I saved this. And he talks about, you know, unlimited value, like believing in your unlimited value. So that's where this comes from, you know, coming out of my mouth. But the concept of it is universal. It's It's not... We are not important, as you said, Erica, because of what we can do for somebody else or, you know, is the money the reason people are hanging out with me? Well, I've heard it said many times. It's not what you do. It's who you know. I totally disagree with that concept. That is a very um, self-absorbed, egoic standpoint. And I think it's an energy we're moving out of. It's, it's, it's not I'm using my friends because of who they know. It's I want to be around this person because they make me laugh or I just love their personality and I feel good when I'm in their presence and they feel good when they're with me. And this is, you know, so he says, um, now this is on the topic of spiritual development. I have notes here because I did some automatic writing this morning and it was just flying out of me. I thought, wow, you normally I just free free speak free flow with you but today i had to write some things down because it was just coming in and like this massive download so um matt Kahn talks about you can take all the spiritual development classes out there okay say your goal you're trying to manifest your clear vision your clear audience your clear knowing um your you know all your psychic abilities or you want to be this awesome quantum healer you want to be this amazing uh reiki practitioner right so you could take all of these classes that are out there but if you don't have confidence and believe in you and know that we all have these abilities that we could just tap into them you know by just by believing that we can right you can do all of that. And if you don't trust you, how are you going to get the messages that God or, or the, like you said, the higher vibrational dimensions are sending to us? How can we allow that in if we don't trust ourselves that we can receive them? And, you know, I'm going to venture to say that 
all these people that are talking about how do you clear your pineal gland, uh, pineal gland, pineal gland, I don't know, however you want to pronounce it, but you know what I mean, the part, the part that allows us to open up our third eye and all of that, or opening your third eye, there's some special formula, you gotta stop using fluoride and eat these certain foods and do a little dance and uh, shake it all around. No, okay? No, the divine right timing you chose for yourself before you came here to when you would open up spiritually and have your awakening, that's already in motion. Mm -hmm. It was decided, it was, it was planned by you. Now, yes, we can get off our path and we can do certain things that are destructive to ourselves that would, would prohibit ourselves from opening up. But I think for most people that I talk to, most people I hear telling their stories, it isn't that they're off their life path. It's just they're thinking so freaking much about what they have to do and how they need to take this next course and how they have to develop in order for it to happen. Like, like somebody's going to wave a magic wand over them or tell them some words that's going to make it happen. No, you're the magic. You're the magic. You're the one who says, okay, I'm ready. I open up to it and I, I believe it. And I believe that I'm just as capable as Joe Blow next door or the best psychic, you know, on YouTube. When you, once you decide and say, I believe in me, I am source energy. I am a creator being. I have the ability to do this and now I'm ready. I'm open mm -hmm. for it. That's when... You can allow the message. You know, Matt Kahn was making a joke. He says, you know, some people that are channelers, he's a, the, one of the first things out of their mouths is, I'm not sure this is right, but this is what I'm getting. And then they tell the message. He's like, why the preamble? Why the, oh, I'm getting a message from God, but I don't really trust it. And people laughed and I, I chuckled a little because you heard people say that, you know, well, I don't know mm -hmm. if this is right or not, but this is what's coming in for me. Why wouldn't it be right? You know, if your ego mind is guiding you, you're going to know it because um, you're, you're just not going to get the information, right? You're going to get what you think that person needs to hear, but it's not going to be this. It's very different. Do you know what I'm saying about how the messages come in? Like, how do you know, Erica, when the messages are from spirit or if it's your ego mind? We've talked about it before. I can't repeat it. I can repeat the summary, but I can't repeat the exact word. And they speak a different way from how I talk. They use my vocabulary, so maybe more. <laughs> so you have to paraphrase it. Well, I, I, I can't repeat the exact word because that's not coming out of really me, you know? Mm -hmm. They all have different personalities, so they have different wit or the way to use their wording or structuring the sentences and stuff like that. They even change their tone of English rhythms, the way I speak. Ah, okay. You know, my oversaw, they speak like more of British kind of way and then Ashta speaks like Ashta. So they sound all different, you know? Now, what if you had never believed that you could have these messages that you could receive? I mean, what was the thing that got you trusting in the first place that you were actually communicating with other beings? You mean channeling or mm -hmm. the audience? Yeah, either one, Just opening up oh, to your abilities. Well, the audience, I needed my friend's help, like professional psychic help to prove me because I just woke up 
you know, prove me if I'm not the being schizo or something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after you go through, you know, all this having solid evidences, you have to put in the place, or they are putting you in the place that you have to accept it because some of the information you don't know. Right. You know, like I'm not as good at science, even though I went to nursing school. And then Jesus started talking about how body um, structures changes at the time of ascension and all these like uh, scientific jargons. I can never come up with stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if he was talking like that to me when we are talking like clear audiently, and I'm like, okay, I guess I am speaking to him. I didn't ask him to show me the evidence, but he could sense it. So he kind of like, acted the way there's no way I'm making this up kind of way so he gave you examples I think I remember that conversation because we talked about it he gave you some he gave you some examples that you would understand and know to be true because of your nursing training yeah so it's something I couldn't really come up with my own because I'm not good at science Mm -hmm. I had to pass all that stuff in flying color that doesn't mean I can talk about it yeah 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 (laughs) and then um as far as uh, channeling goes um you kind of have to trust that you're doing it that's what i heard from other people so by the time you are channeling you are at the point you're trusting you are um connecting with those beings Mm. you know for sure and then when you are connected you can feel it I mean, um, especially when I connect with Akashic Record, that's more solid way of proof that I'm seeing the book of each, you know, person I'm doing the leading with. So when I see the book and uh, it's kind of pages open, sometimes half of the pages open, sometimes like uh, one uh, fifth of the pages open. And when I see the book and then when I'm start connecting with a gatekeeper, then I know I'm connected, right? Yeah. Or when you, when I connect with Aster, usually I connect with Central Sun, and then I started seeing the uh, structure of the ship, which is very uh, transparent. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of felt like I'm zoomed in. Then I'm like, okay, I'm connected. So just to rephrase everything you just said, let me make sure I got this right. When you first started receiving the messages, you didn't trust them. No, no. And wait, you let me let me finish. Let me finish. When you personally first started receiving, you had to go to psychics, which is an outside source for confirmation. And then as you received your confirmation, you started trusting it more. And then it turned into now you're not just hearing things, you're, you're getting visual proof. And so you opened up because you trusted it, right? Yeah. So for me, it was similar, but a much slower process. And it started as, as a child, I could feel in a room when people didn't like me or if people liked me. I could, or if somebody was neutral, didn't care, didn't even know my name, right? I could feel all of that, didn't understand it, but I could tell. And um, people used to say to me all the time, oh, you're so sensitive. 
oh, Sue, you're so, you got to quit being so sensitive. You got to quit taking things personally, right? As a little kid, you're like, well, I know how people feel. So don't tell me I'm being sensitive. Well, I really was <laughs> sensitive. I was. And I just didn't understand it. So as the years went on, but the, the time when I had the light bulb moment where I knew that I was getting direct um, communication from spirit was the day I was going to this grocery store and uh, it was a beautiful sunny day and they, I heard very clearly take the umbrella. And I stopped myself and I went, I don't need an umbrella. Look at the beautiful day outside. I go to the store, I get my grocery and I had a huge cart full of stuff and it is raining cats and dogs outside, thunder, lightning, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and I said to myself, you know what? I got a very direct message and I need to start trusting that because the minute I don't trust what they're, what I'm hearing, that's when, so I didn't know at the time, this was before I became a quantum healer and uh, got into, you know, Dolores Cannon and Candace Craw Goldman's methods. Um, and then once I started doing sessions, I mean, everything opened up. I started getting visuals and hearing and everything, you know, I could probably be diagnosed as a full blown, like you said, um, <laughs> What's, what's the term you used? Uh, schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, I mean, if the medical community got a hold of me, I'm sure that's what I would be diagnosed with, but no, it's not that. And, you know, I wonder touching on that subject, if it doesn't have to do with um, why people are afraid of embracing their abundance in their spiritual development, because maybe they're afraid of what other people are going to say. Mm -hmm. laboring like you're psychologically disturbed or something or worst case scenario you're possessed by demons oh gosh <laughs> that's the worst right I, I really wish this community would get off that train because it's just not possible we have free will but yeah a lot of people have been talked into that they're possessed or they have an attachment or no if you have any attachment at all let me tell you what that is people that has to do with other parts of yourself uh, what we would call other lifetimes or other incarnations. These are, these are um, energies that you haven't been able to uh, resolve. So you carry it over from one lifetime. And that's why in a hypnosis session, by the way, if it looks like another person you're connecting to and they're saying, well, you let, you allowed me, you called me in at this part of your life. That's another part of yourself. Yeah. Would you agree? Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, so because when I do the session, even for myself, like when I see like my other part of life, I ask, do you want to integrate with me, march with me, or Archangel Michael, please guide this soul to the light. To the light. <laughs> that's what I do too. Right? Yes. Yeah. So that's because kind it of may be. Yeah, I mean, we can embrace those darker parts of ourselves. Um, you know, like I got to tell you, it wasn't real fun for me learning that I was in the Turkish uh, war with, you know, Vlad the Impaler and that, you know, I had killed horribly lots of people, including women and children. I mean, that that was not a joy ride for me learning about that lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. However, back in those days, if you were loyal to king and country and you were a soldier, that's what you did. And you were given a commendation for it. You were given an award, or at least when you came home, you were heralded as a hero, right? Unthinkable shit 
that um, mm -hmm. we did in certain lifetimes that in this current contemporary lifetime that we're, we're in now, we would go, oh my gosh, it's not possible. I could never do such a thing. Well, in fact, we have and we did. Um, so I know we got off on a little bit of a tangent, but you know, this is kind of um, key in manifesting and accepting our unlimited value. Yes, we can and have been dark things. That doesn't mean we're dark. It means yes. that we've explored all aspects of what it is to be human or not even human, but uh, just a being in a certain reality and a certain density. And this is what was going on at the time. We just, we stopped in to see what that was like and experience it for ourselves. It doesn't mean that's who we are, mm -hmm. right? So our unlimited value can be derived from embracing those dark parts of ourself. And like you said, if it's not something that we want to integrate into our whole, uh, like the actual energy of it, we can send it to the light for transformation. Um, but accepting that that was us and it's okay. It doesn't mean we're any less lovable. It doesn't mean we're any less worthy. That also plays into, um, you know, what we would call manifestation, which all it, all we're talking about is bringing into our lives what we want. If we don't believe we deserve it, it isn't going to come. Yeah. So all this part of the uh, aspect of your soul is, I guess, the aspect. So like when I do those um, Archangel Michael Spiel, you know, with me or with a client, it's like, it's up to us to merge ourselves into that part of aspect of the soul to have further growth as more of the unified part of the soul, or we can just let that bring back into the source because it doesn't matter, right? It's free will. Um, it's just, uh, Either way, we're accepting whole part of who we are. So more we understand that we had the various part of who we are as a soul doesn't necessarily be always light, always positive, always, you know, um, from the light side, could be dark side as well. And then that's how we are all going through as ascension, not just as a human being, but whole galaxy and universes, especially our universes. So um, do you have anything last that you want to add to suit to our audience? Anything they can do to uh, improve their manifestation life or anything? Yeah, um, I, I did, like I said, some automatic writing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you, actually, because like you said, when the message comes in. It's not from me. Um, I, I had to write it down. Otherwise, I, mm -hmm. uh, I would forget it. It wasn't, this isn't from me. This is from my spirit team for you guys. Oh, and by the way, embracing, they want me to say embracing the dark parts of us doesn't mean we act on them. Okay. Good point. Good point. So we can love ourselves even with all the dark, especially with all of the dark, but that doesn't mean we act out the dark. It's always choice. Free will, right, baby? Free will. Yeah, you've done it before. You don't have to repeat it. Again. You don't have to do it again. No, you just have to recognize and say, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm still yep. part of source. All right. Yep. Here's what I wrote. 
you will get to the place when and where you don't care about what comes to you materially. Because you feel so good inside, you love yourself so much, you are with only the people that support your own self-love because you support theirs. And then the magic will happen. Abundance will come in for you probably better than you ever imagined. This will happen because you told the universe about your unlimited value. And so the universe keeps sending you more. Trust that where you are now, no matter if you think you need to lose 10 pounds, you need to take a course because you need to get smarter, whatever it is you think you're lacking, trust that where you are now is where you are meant to be and see that despite any of those things that you're wanting, that you have unlimited value right now. And tell yourself every day about how amazing you are. Right now, in this moment, exactly the way that you are. And this magic will start showing up in your life. Awesome. Okay. So I only share something simple. It always goes back to self-love. So self-love is not about thinking positive about yourself or, you know, just embrace every part of you. Like, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. We bitch about our life, you know. <laughs> we have other certain people we are not fond of, you know. Just because we do spiritual practice doesn't mean we are, like, holy or anything, right? Oh, gosh, no. So, <laughs> embrace who we are, where we are at. We don't have to be perfect. We don't even have to be example or, uh, what you going to call it, role model of other people. We just accept where we are and then tell us it's okay you know and love ourselves where we are at that's self-love um that's what i wanted to share and if we are able to do that we can accept other people as where they are at as well and then the uh, planet going to be more loving um peaceful place oh that's another good point um what everything you just said that's another thing Matt Kahn suggests, and I agree 100%. If you don't know where to start loving yourself, start being kind and gracious and respectful to people around you. Because our consciousness, our, um, our beingness, uh, our brains don't know the difference between being kind to somebody else and being kind to ourselves. So if you don't know how to do it for yourself, start doing it for other people. Be respectful and polite and kind. And I don't mean if somebody's barking in your face, you know, and insulting you, of course, walk away. I'm not talking about that. But I mean, everybody you meet in the grocery store, your family, the, your neighbors, everybody you encounter, just start practicing kindness and love to those people around you. And then your, your brain will go and your beingness will go, ah, I'm going to do that to me too. Mm -hmm. treat yourself as your best friend yeah that's all we can say so next week we're going to bring more interesting topic thank you so much for watching and listening please share like subscribe and sue and i are going to see you guys next week
Bye. Bye. That was cool. Good. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say to John. I'm trying to like, I told him I had to feel through it and get the clarity. I'm Thank you so much for listening. So next week soon, I'm going to talk about more of interesting topic. See you guys next week. Bye.